The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everybody. We'll start this evening by going right into the guided meditation. So a little change of pace. So starting by taking all of the time you need to get settled. Um, finding a comfortable sitting posture, <clears throat> or if you're lying down or standing as you meditate, just giving yourself time. And receiving whatever sensations the body, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, whatever sensations are most prominent in the awareness can be a guide to what the body needs and wants to support it in settling into meditation. What are you aware of in this moment? In addition to sensations in the body, there may be states of mind, there may be emotions, whatever is present, recognizing it and allowing it. Allowing these phenomenon to be known and to have the time and space to simply be. And to be recognized. Whatever <clears throat> sensations you're feeling, unpleasant or pleasant or neither, allowing them to be experienced, to be known. No need to rush through them, nor to hang on to anything. Letting experiences arise and stay or pass through at their own pace, 
at the pace of awareness. Simply experiencing what is here as each moment arises. What else is obvious in the awareness without having to search for it and simply allowing it to arrive in the awareness? And if what you're feeling in the moment is difficult or unpleasant, allowing that, there's nothing wrong. It's simply being seen and known. Perhaps with some curiosity, recognizing anything that arises about how this state has come to be present in this moment. There may have been something that preceded it today, that conditioned it. Perhaps what's coming up is a frequent visitor. Or it might be rare. There may be a very good reason that a difficult state or unpleasant state is present at the moment. Allowing it to be known. Noticing whatever curiosity reveals about it, but simply allowing it to arise, visit, and pass. There may be a pleasant experience that's coming up. Receiving that. Allowing it time to be experienced and known. Could be very subtle or obvious. 
And perhaps rather than the word pleasant, a different word arises to describe it. Supportive. Helpful. Recognizing any wholesome conditions that help bring this state into being. What if experience seems to be neither pleasant nor unpleasant, maybe sort of neutral? Allowing that, allowing it time to be sensed and experienced, just as it is. Receiving each kind of experience evenly, in a way. Letting each arrive in their own time. Receiving it. Relaxing or finding some ease around this flow of experience, or if experience seems to want to linger, being present with whatever is here, whatever wants to be known. There are any difficult or slightly challenging or very challenging experiences that are present, inclining the heart and mind towards compassion and kindness. It may be possible by simply softening around whatever is here that's more challenging. Perhaps just allowing the words kindness and compassion to be heard along with the experience. Or perhaps radiating some feeling 
of compassion and kindness towards the challenging experience. Allowing a feeling to move from your heart and your mind towards the experience, if that's possible. Or it may be more supportive for some people to quietly whisper supportive phrases in the mind. Towards the challenge itself, may you be well. May you be safe and free from harm. May there be some ease around this difficulty. May any suffering come to an end. And if there are more pleasant or supportive experiences, inclining the heart and mind towards appreciative feelings for that state. Perhaps simply allowing feelings of appreciation and gratitude to be felt as you hear these words. Perhaps allowing those feelings to grow in the heart and mind, radiating them towards the supportive conditions. Perhaps we're surrounded by supportive conditions And we can radiate that appreciation and gratitude in all directions around us. Perhaps inclining the mind towards certain 
wishes. May this support or happiness continue. May I appreciate and cultivate wholesome states of mind. Experiences that come and go may be a mixture. Some may be more challenging, and then there may be some that are more supportive. You can alternate between sending wishes of compassion or kindness towards any challenges that arise. May you be at ease. May any suffering come to an end. May you be safe and free from harm. Those wishes can alternate with appreciative or feelings of gratitude towards more supportive conditions that arise. May this support continue. May wholesome states of mind and heart continue. We can continue in this way, extending kind, compassionate, appreciative feelings towards experiences as they arise and pass. Sometimes there may be other people on your mind and heart this evening. Sometimes, if we're experiencing some challenge, we may feel interested and able in extending some 
compassion towards that person's challenges. It's fine to continue with meeting your own state of heart and mind, your own experience with kind wishes for yourself. Or if you feel interested, you might turn your attention towards a person with whom you have some difficulty. Maybe not the worst difficulty or the most challenging person, but someone with whom there's just the occasional challenge. Something that's fresh or relevant in your daily experience. Perhaps allowing the person to come to mind and the way in which they are a challenge for you. Allowing yourself to feel it in the body, the heart, the mind, however it's present for you. And perhaps the way their behavior or something they say affects you. Allowing the experience to be received and recognizing ways in which your body, heart, and mind respond or react, try to protect themselves or meet it with some compassion. perhaps reflecting on the ways that this person's behavior is in itself suffering for them, perhaps as much as for you. Or it may be a result of suffering for them or for you. Perhaps sending inclinations of heart and mind towards compassion for that suffering. doesn't mean you agree with or condone behaviors that are harmful or speech that is harmful. It means that you're sending compassion towards whatever the conditions are 
that created these behaviors, this thing that is difficult. Perhaps sending wishes, may you be free of suffering. May you be safe and free from harm. May you be well. Sending these wishes of compassion for whatever suffering is creating difficult behavior without an agenda, just the simple inclination of mind. May this suffering come to an end. Continuing in silence with compassion and kindness for the other person and for yourself.
So sometimes when we do a practice like this, um, sending compassion or being able to reflect on a difficulty in ourselves or a difficulty in someone else is accessible, and sometimes it's not. So um, whether it was there for you this evening or not, no worries. Um, I wanted to share it because I've been reflecting recently on wholesome states of kindness and compassion and what sorts of things um, bring them to life, what brings them up. And something that um, helps, it seems to me, that we are able to do at times is step out of the mindset that judges ourselves and others. And it seems to become possible when we can make a distinction between the difficult behavior and the person themselves, or the difficult behavior and we ourselves. So we're not uh, the sum total of our difficulties, um, nor is anyone else. And we as human beings have this range of ways um, that we behave. Some are unskillful or unwholesome, some are skillful and very wholesome. And we have this wonderful capacity uh, that makes this practice come alive to learn and grow, to see consequences of what we do and make better choices or make choices between wholesome and unwholesome. And by the way, this may take decades to see sometimes. Sometimes we're caught in a difficult pattern and we've persisted for a long time in some behavior that we, you know, can't find our way through. And then one day, suddenly we are able to see things differently or we gradually are able to exercise this capacity for change. So if we're fortunate enough to be engaged in mindfulness practice, we're fortunate enough to reflect on our behaviors and those of others and see the results. Ultimately, we come to a place where we can learn that there's no need to identify with those behaviors to see, you know, that our behaviors are who we are or someone's behaviors are who they are. We can see that we're more than that. And other people can be more than their behavior as of this moment. Um, we can see what's unskillful and see the, what causes difficulty between people as suffering in itself. And seeing that as suffering can give rise to some compassion for the suffering. Um, sometimes we see that uh, someone who is difficult for us is, you know, in some way very unhappy or struggling in themselves. And even though they may not be showing it at the moment, they have the potential um, to for things to shift for them, maybe even by other people having some compassion for what's going on with them. And by the way, I, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't people with whom we need to use a lot of discernment. You know, there are people who might harm us, and we can uh, be careful around that. But kindness and compassion can arise in letting go of our views and opinions about this. You know, we may even feel some ill will towards a difficult person, or maybe a lot of ill will, 
because we get hung up on one way of seeing what they're doing. And sometimes we can loosen up that view a little bit and get curious about how they may be in a totally different mindset. They may see things really differently. And when we can open the way to understanding through that loosening of, you know, some kind of fixed idea about the other person, um, it, it helps. So, you know, perhaps you've seen an example of this. If you've ever innocently asked someone a question and then they surprised you by, you know, giving an angry response or snapping at you. And, and if you ask about it or you, you know, reflect on it, sometimes you'll realize, oh, this person thought that they were being challenged, but really I was just, I really was curious. I just wanted to find out some information. Um, but somehow I inadvertently struck a nerve. So sometimes we see this kind of phenomenon in that way. Or, it, you know, we can see if we drop our assumptions and imagine how the other person might see events very differently, we start to have a key to beginning to understand that there are motivations other than just bad intentions that might be behind behaviors in someone else that we see as difficult or painful. Same thing with ourselves. You know, it's not that we're bad. It's that there's some hidden motivation behind some of the patterns we get into that are difficult for us. They may have been protective at some time in our life. So in the same way, we can, you know, we can question, we can get curious about or let go of some of the views we hold tightly about ourselves and our own experience. And in order to have, you know, this will allow us or foster maybe a little bit more kindness and compassion for what we go through. Um, realizing that there are views we've held about ourselves that contribute to suffering uh, in sometimes complicated ways. So just an encouragement to uh, look into this experience of beginning to let go, question, you know, see how views and opinions uh, themselves create kind of fixed ideas about ourselves and others, I, me, and mine, you and yours. And sometimes looking at things from a different point of view, we can recognize um that we don't need to protect or defend ourselves. We can just be aware of what's going on. Other times we might have to protect ourselves, but I'm talking about difficulties that are more manageable. So uh, these are some of the reflections I had for you this evening on opening the possibility of compassion and kindness for ourselves and others. And then, of course, you know, you may have had an experience this evening of calm, pleasant meditation and good experiences and been more in the arena of appreciative feelings or feelings of gratitude. And that's, that's lovely. Enjoy that when it's there. Um, and it may be a very frequent visitor in this group. So um, as we have a chance this evening to uh, spend time reflecting with one another, I'd like to say that um, these breakout groups are a wonderful chance to share more uh, in depth with other people. Just, you know, sometimes two other people try to aim for groups of three. And when we do that, what we're doing is we're 
reflecting together without offering opinions and without, you know, crosstalk about each other's sharing. But we're also, there's another um, thing that is help, helpful in these groups, and that is to keep what is said in the group private. This allows you, you can say whatever feels comfortable for you to share. And sometimes people would like to share something quite personal, but they don't want to necessarily bring it back to the big room. So allowing that, you know, that what is said in your group is private and that you don't bring that back uh, from something someone else has shared in the big room to allow some, for some safety. You're always welcome to talk about your own experience, but I hope that this experience is one of deep listening to one another and allowing each person to just put one point in at a time and then going around the circle multiple times to share. And um, we'll take about 10 minutes to do this, and then we'll come back into the large group. So, um, by the way, if you find yourself in a room by yourself for some reason, then uh, stay there for a moment, and I'll move you to a, a room with a group in it. Enjoy. <laughs> 